Hi, my name is Natalie Keim, and I'm a financial professional and very excited to be on Conversations with Pearl today. Welcome back to another Conversations with Pearl episode. And I have an amazing guest today. So for all those ladies that are out there listening to us, and also we know we have some men, get ready, get some paper out, some pen, because you're going to get some really great, fun advice today and some really great guidance on your financial planning and future. So I'm excited to have our special guest with us today, Nellie Kime. And she has been a single mom for 13 years at the time when she started her own business part-time and was looking for both both time and financial freedom. Who can relate to that, right? And she couldn't find it in the corporate world. Her son was a senior in high school and soon to be heading into the Marine Corps. Woohoo! I'm a Marine Corps brat myself. <laughs> it seemed like the right time to bet on herself and build a business alongside her full-time job that will allow her to make the jump to entrepreneurship. So after two years of building her business, Part-time, she left corporate career of 20 years, you guys, to help individuals and families grow their professional, or excuse me, their personal wealth and make their financial dreams come true for full-time. How cool is that? Like that, talk about a leap, right? So Natalie found passion in educating others regarding their finances, helping create freedom and wealth for her clients and changing the landscape for of financial services. As a single mom, there's a lot of struggle that we can all relate to over the years that drives her to teach others to avoid the same pitfalls she'd found herself in and ensure every American knows the opportunities they have to build, protect, and pass on wealth to their families. That legacy wealth is so important for our families. She takes pride in never change, charging her clients for the services that her firm has, no investment minimums, which means she can truly help anyone she gets to with that chance to sit down and meet with them and meet them where they're at. So as a proud female entrepreneur, Natalie is looking for every opportunity to turn her client's financial dreams into a reality. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you, Pearl. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk with you today. Oh, me too. And for those that are joining us, it's been a little little back and forth. I battled COVID for the past few weeks and so it's been, Natalie's been a, a gem and helped me get some time to heal myself and have her come on the show. And I really felt this time of the year is a, a good time to talk about the subject matter about financial freedom, right? But I want to talk about that leap, like that jump you said, I'm leaving the corporate world. And I remember that I can totally relate that, you know, I moved from Virginia to Florida. I was a top five in my mortgage company that I worked for, I was a top female in the company. And so I was like, I'm going to take the sleep because I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, which if you listen to the show, I now call us CEO moms, right? And I hated being a CEO mom. I did not like sitting in the house. I did not enjoy that. 
So I had to go out and figure out what I wanted to do. And that's brought me on my journey where I am today. And so I can relate that, you know, I just could picture you sitting there and going, okay, it's time. Right. And so, and then your son was in the, in the service too. I mean, tell us about that. Tell us how that decision and, you know, share with the viewers and the listeners, some of that fear you went through to making that decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to say real quick, I love that you call it the CEO of the home because whenever I'm feeling at, filling out an application for a female and she says, I'm a stay-at-home mom, the job description I type in to the life insurance or whatever application says CEO of the household. So I, I love, love that. that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> it is true. Um, so yeah, my, my journey is a little bit all over the place. Um, I think, you know, early in my early to mid twenties, I had a desire to find something I could do on my own that could work around my schedule and, and all those things. I think a lot of us have, you know, that entrepreneur seat, but the thing never came along. Um, and I, I was married and divorced in my early twenties. I remarried in, in my mid to late twenties and then had my son at the age of 29 at the same time, I had gone back to school and finished my bachelor's degree. So I was just stepping into corporate America. And then he was five when I got divorced. So I was a single parent. I didn't always have consistent child support. And so now I was just really starting to step into that mid-management level, what I thought was my dream job in my career. And, you know, being able to make ends meet. And it just didn't seem like... I could risk all of that to jump into entrepreneurship. You know, right. I didn't have a significant savings. I had taken all of the debt in my divorce. It was important to me that that got paid. So I took that on my shoulders so that I knew that that would happen. And so it never seemed like the right time. It never seemed like I could take that risk. And then, you know, I, I was laid off at the end of 2008 from the corporate job that moved me from Utah to Texas. Wow. And I spent some time and decided I want to stay here. I really like a lot of, you know, I like the cultural diversity, the religious diversity, the educational diversity that was available for my son growing up here in North Texas. So I stayed here, went through a couple of other industries. Again, my career was building. Um, and then I hit another, I, I shut down two companies that filed bankruptcy back to back. And so I decided I'm going to do, maybe I can find a balance and do contract work. Mm -hmm. um, however, I had all the responsibility of being an entrepreneur and providing my own benefits and all those kind of things. Um, but I made a, even a little bit better money as a contractor. So I thought this is the fit. Until the day that they end your contract six months before they're supposed to. And you're like, oh, I did not have a plan in place for this. So I was having to tap into my savings again to get by. Um, it took me about five months to find another full-time job. And during that time, uh, networking on social media just seemed like it exploded at a whole new level, you know, right. about three and a half years ago. So I really started to tap into that and look for opportunities to meet people that might connect me with opportunities. And I came across a single mom's brunch. I RSVP'd to it. I didn't end up being able to go, but I asked the lady to keep in touch with me. So she sent me a friend request. And two weeks later, she posted something about the financial industry is the fastest growing in industry for female entrepreneurs Wow! in the United States. And it piqued my interest. 
So my 20-year career was in corporate finance, which does not translate to personal finance. In tiny ways, yes, but in most ways, it does not. And I, I set up an appointment. I looked at some information. And when I went to meet with her, I actually met with her and her boyfriend at the time. And he had been in the business for about 15 years. And ended up just really opening up in that appointment with them about my dreams and my goals. And it became a very emotional appointment. As a matter of fact, he and I were both crying at the end of the appointment and she was trying to figure out who to give the tissue to. (laughs) And so in that moment, I knew I'd found where I was supposed to be. So I did still need a full-time job. Um, and so went back to work a couple months later, but also started building my business. And it seemed, you know, like the perfect time to start doing that because my main responsibility was my son and showing up well for him outside of my job. And he was about to graduate high school and enter the Marine Corps. So it just felt like after 20 years, the right pieces were falling in place to make this happen. And I felt the call to show up and do this work. And so that's how my journey in the, in the financial services started. And like you said, you know, two years of that. And I was on a mentoring call one day with a leader in my organization. And he said, why haven't you stepped into this full time? And I said, well, I mean, I got my job. I have bills to pay. I only have one income. I have a house payment. And he said, well, those are all great excuses, but why haven't you stepped into this full time? And I sat back and I thought, I don't have a reason. I just have excuses, which come from fear. And so... It was the fear of, will my success translate working for myself? It was the fear of, what if I can't pay my bills? It was the fear of, I've never done this before. You know, all those common things. And I just in that moment said, I'm going to sit down and put together a six-month plan. And so I saved like crazy all my extra income from my job, everything I made in my business. And on April 15th of... 2021, so a year and a half ago, I stepped full-time into my into my business because I couldn't come up with the reason not to. Um, and sometimes I think that's what pushes us past the fear is when you can no longer... When you truly are honest with yourself and say, that list is nothing but excuses. And there's not a single thing I can come up with as a reason. I think that's your biggest indicator to jump. Right. Yeah. So that's what I did. And and to think of so I want everybody to understand this. So you made that decision in the middle of COVID. Like, let's talk about another big list on that fear list, right? It's like everything is shut down. I mean, I know you're in Texas, so some you're you're like me. I always tell everybody I, I'm from Florida. I'm in that wicked stepchild state where we did everything <laughs> not supposed to do in COVID. And but you went through did all this like so many changes, like your son going off. That's a big change. I remember when my oldest went off to the army. It was, you know, that's a big emotional shift. And, you know, and and then knowing that you have like all the responsibilities, like you said, everything that were the excuses was on your shoulder, right? Like that they now became um, your responsibilities. And, and then to say, okay, and I like that you did a plan. So for the listeners, like creating a plan, like really... Don't just go, I'm going to do it right now. Like, make sure you have a plan in place. I think that's so important. I did the same thing. Um, I love that um, the young lady that my son was dating, Brittany, that's one thing she did for three years. She was able to stay home with her daughter, like from birth to three years old. And just like, she saved, she planned. Like, at, she said, Miss Pearl, I started at an early age of 
I learned I had to plan things because of my circumstances and she yeah. saved. And so that like you did, you're like, okay, this is a plan. The next six months, I'm going to set myself up so I can step into that plan and no longer let the excuses hold us back. Right. right. Because excuses, like you said, that fear, they are, if, you know, fear is, we hear it all the time as a cliche, but it's very true. It's a liar. It's all that stuff in the front of our brain that tells us you can't, you're not worthy. You don't deserve it. We're really in the back of the brain. We have the faith and and the and the knowledge to do it. It's just that we have to listen to the back end instead of listening to those file cabinets that are just that need to be shredded, right? So yeah. I just I just exactly. love that you stepped in that. But you also said, let me create that plan. Let me make sure I've got all the pieces in place because I want to do it the right way. I want to step into it the right way. And I want to build myself up with the 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 tools and some of the keys I need to, to step into that. So I, you know, kudos for you for recognizing that and, and to coming up with that plan. And then also like, you know, like you said, you're a single mom, you know, almost 20 years and, you know, you've got this beautiful son that's off to the Marine Corps. So thank you for his service. You know, I've, we've got three generations in my, actually, I think it's now like four generations of Marines in my family. So it's really amazing. Yeah. It's really awesome. But to, to, you know, I think too is really important is that we as those that are raising our children to lead by example, to say, you can take this leap of faith anytime you want to and step in, you know, like my youngest, Nate, he is, you know, he's stepping into his position he has at work and, and becoming that leader. And, and I was so proud of him because when he was younger, I would have never imagined him being the, the young man that would go and sit down at a, at a convention right next to the the higher up and say, Hey, this is who I am. And, you know, and then have a conversation. The guy goes, Oh, I've heard about your name. You know, at, at almost 23 years old, most, most kids, you know, young adults that age are like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? So what a great example you've given to your, your son too, to, to say that. So like you. when you sit down with your, I can imagine. So I want to sit back for a second, the tissue, like not knowing him to get a tissue to, right. So when we can be vulnerable with what is really heavy on our heart and finding those mentors and or coaches to, to help us go, it's a valid feeling. It's valid to be vulnerable and let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Like, why is it vulnerable? I think that's an important thing for the listeners to understand that it's okay to get that help, right? Would you say your coaches have been really you know, important in your life? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I think one thing that, and for the the single parent, both male and female, I think, um, but especially with women, I think when you're in corporate America, right, you tamper a lot of that. You need to tamper a lot of that to, as especially in a leadership role in in corporate America, and so to step into a space on your own. Um, and then, you know, as a single parent, you've carried the torch, you've carried all the hard, all the good, all the everything in between that. Um, and you just have to plug through and keep going, right? Regardless of what's thrown your way. And so then when you step into this place, in a sense, we have these walls up and it's not that we're trying to close other people out. It's that we're trying to get ourselves through. And sometimes, you know, well, I'll, I'll say it this way for me you know, that conversation that day, I knew that I had found the thing I was supposed to do. And then a year and a half later, a conversation with another mentor that challenged me on something I'd been thinking about, but I don't know how much longer it would have taken me 
to go through that conversation on myself. So somebody else showed up that knew I was ready um, and just asked me the question that helped me to realize it. And then, you know, since then it's, I put together this plan and it was going well, but there was a part of me that thought, I set my goal for March 30th of 2021 to leave corporate America. And I thought, I'm not going to make it. I'm off my goal by about $12,000. And COVID in 2020, right? We had scaled back hours at one point. Rather than laying people off in the management levels, we all took a temporary cut in pay to spread that cost savings they needed out. And so here I am saving in a year where I didn't make a ton less, but a little bit less. And then they suspended our 401k match for a period of time. So I stepped into the beginning of 2021 thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make this happen, but I'm going to keep working because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And then the beginning of March, I get, or excuse me, the middle of February, I get a call from my boss, my annual review. And in that review, she said, in two weeks, I'm going to call you and go over your annual bonus with you. I never once thought we were still getting an annual bonus for 2020 because of COVID, all the craziness. And that annual bonus put $15,000 into my savings account. And I knew right then that was like the third confirmation that I knew I was supposed to be here. I knew it was my time to do it. And then all of a sudden, when I didn't know if I was going to make it, but I was putting in the work, something else happened to, to create my savings where I knew I needed to be to safely take that step. And so the mentors, the people that you have those conversations with, and I don't think that, you know, I don't think I went into that appointment today with, with Brian and Bronwyn, my, my leadership team thinking, Oh, okay. Strategically, here's what we need to say to make her feel comfortable. It just happened. It was, it was natural. And, um, them talking to me about my goals. And she she was a single mom as well. And he was a single dad. So the ability to relate and to feel like they could understand having goals, but not knowing if you were ever going to get there, just kind of help, help those walls come down a little bit. Um, and it just made, made me feel safe. Like I'm surrounded with people that are going to pick me up when I struggle, that I can call them and say, I don't know if this thing is going to work. And they can be there in that space and understand what I'm struggling with because they've been there before. And I think that's the hugest thing about mentors that make a difference. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think too that I love what what you were doing and you, you probably realize it maybe later on you realize that we, I talk about manifesting. Like, where do you want to be? Okay, you're already there. Like, like telling yourself, I'm there already. Even though you're building to it, when we tell ourselves we're there already, then it starts coming. Like, I mean, you know, my son passed away in July and I could have just like been like hole up in a corner somewhere, but I knew that's not who I was. That's not how I live when he was here in the, in the physical world. So why would I do that when he's not here in the physical world anymore? And so I was like, I need to continue manifesting what my goals were for the end of the year. And even if I'm not going to hit them exactly where I want them to be, I take pride in the fact that even though I went through this stuff, I still push through. Like I didn't let those challenges get in my way. Like you, you didn't let COVID stop you. Even when the things were coming up that you could have said, throw it all up. It's I'm going to extend it to the end of the year, 2021. You said, no, I'm going to keep pushing through. It might get delayed a little bit. We might need to move that mark a little bit, but I'm not giving up because I deserve this because you, it's what you want. It's your, you putting yourself first, as I say, to my clients that I work with is 
you're putting your cape on first so that you can become the shiro of your life, so that you can accomplish and and take those power, you know, forces that you're that you want to be doing and financially help others change. And you know, I love to that you know talking about single moms and single dads. I have a um, a good friend who's been on the podcast before. Her name is Gabrielle McCullman. And that's one of the things that she loves. She's a mortgage broker and she loves to help those going through divorce because you know, and you know, you sat there going through divorce. I got all this on my shoulder. I'm never going to qualify for a house. I'm never going to be able to get this. I'm never going to be able to buy a car. And she loves to sit down like what you do financially and be like, listen, you can get there. Let's strategically put it out on paper and let's plan it out. And that's what you did. And through mentor and coaching and you know, I tell everybody it's not, it's okay to have a mentor or coach, or it's okay to go to a therapist, whatever you need to help you to get where you want to be in life, to help you step into that, that cape you're supposed to put on, you get those tools and those people and put them around you. And my friend Lisa calls it your balcony people. Like who are those balcony people? They're going to be, I'm going to call you, Natalie. I'm going to say, I'm having a crappy day today. I don't believe in myself. And you're going to be like, stop it. Let's what's going on. Let's talk about it. Why are you feeling that way? What's happening? Where, you know, those feelings come from a thought. So what's the thought you're telling yourself and what's the action to help you get through those, that, that thought and make you uh, help you understand, not make you, but help you understand and see that it's just really fear. And in, in many cases, holding us back that that emotional feeling is just like, they're, you know, it's holding us back. And how do we step in that? Or as I like to say that judge telling you, you don't deserve it. That, that thing happened today. So see, I told you, you don't deserve it. You know, and I tell Susie when she shows up, get out. I don't have time for you today. I mean, I've named my judge, you know, it's like, I don't have time for you today, Susie. You're out of my picture today. So I love that you said, no matter what, I'm stepping through that. And I, I just love that. So what I would like to know, Nally, is so when you sit down with your client, so walk through, um, well, first, let me ask you this. So your son, he's been in the military for how many years now? Oh, three years. Okay. So what is he, what, I mean, what has he said to you about your accomplishments? I love to know, like when he looks at his a beautiful mom and it's like, wow, look what she's done. Like, what's that like for him? So when we talk about it, he was, he was home. Well, and that's the crazy thing about COVID. So my son going in the military, COVID hit right after he went to job school. So he did boot camp. then he was home for the holidays. Then he went to, um, combat training and then into job school. And so COVID meant he didn't get his leave before he got stationed overseas. And he didn't get leave that Christmas because borders weren't open. And so it was almost two years before I saw him and he was home last year for Christmas. And, and we got to have some, my son and I always had a very close relationship, very open. I've always told him, you can ask me anything and I'll tell you the truth. Now, did I have to step away sometimes and make the conversation age appropriate for him? Absolutely. But because of that, we still have that connection. I'm the first person he calls for anything. And so we were talking through some things and some history in my past that he's older. He was asking me some questions about, and he said, you know, mom, I'm so proud of who you are and how hard you've always worked. Um, when he was nine years old, I had gone through uh, three layoffs in 18 months from jobs and we had to move into a one bedroom apartment. So he was old enough to understand he shared a room with his mom. And that year I had to get help with Christmas and help to pay my bills for a couple months as I rebuilt my career and my income through a temporary job. And so Fast forward to my biggest goal when somebody, again, somebody in my life said to me, Natalie, you can afford a house payment 
And I sat down and did the math and I said, you're right, I can. And so I put a plan in place to move us into a house by the time he started high school. It didn't happen until his sophomore year. But I remember at his high school football senior night, all of the young men stood up and introduced their moms. And I'll try to keep keep my emotions together here. He put his arm around me and he said, I want you guys to know how proud I am of my mom because nine years ago, we were almost homeless. And now we live in a house. And last year, we had the conversation a little deeper into some of my experiences in adulthood. I mean, he's in the military. So to some degree, he's not fully out adulting yet um, with all the things. But I think as he learns and grows, you know, he goes back to some of the conversations we have. And he said, I'm just, I'm just proud of you, mom, because you're, you're writing your own story and you're doing it your own way, even if it's hard. And the best thing, no matter how hard raising our children can be, the best thing is someday those kids will look at you and tell you what they learned from you. Um, and you'll realize for all the times you got it, you thought you got it wrong. You actually got it exactly right. And those challenges are what helped them to become who they needed to be for their future. And so, yeah, I mean, I've had the opportunity to have him tell me that he's proud of me. And that that's that's a huge thing as a parent. That's so amazing. And it's so, and it's like you said, like they, they're going to, they'll circle back around as much as they'll, they'll hate us because we tell them they can't do something or you got, got this curfew or that's happening, whatever, that they're watching us. They're always watching us when they're little, they're watching us to when they get adulthood and even outside, they're watching us. And, and for him to, you know, how cool is that? Like have him be like, I'm proud of my mom. That's, that's so awesome. So that's, that's amazing. I just love that for you. So tell us, like, so when you sit down with your clients, what are some of the things you walk them through? I, I love, you said a little while ago, like, listen, like when you sat down with a couple to look at, you know, starting your, you know, making this transition in your life, they listened to you. They listened to what was on your, they let you talk, right? They didn't, you know, often I have, many times I'll have clients come in for coaching and, you know, I work one-on-one or group coaching and we have a great Shirley community. We meet on Sunday evenings. And even in all those spectrums, I'll talk about how, you know, there's coaches out there who say, oh, I do everything right. Well, let me let me put a microscope on them and let me show you where everything's not perfect. And, and we have to understand that when we are talking with clients or talking with friends, like, everybody's life is so different. And, you know, I've talked um, a few days ago with somebody, we were talking about how as women, we're like, we don't want them to think about, you know, oh, this isn't going, let's just be raw with one another, right? And and so when you sit down with them, how do you, like, how do you get your clients to like share what's deep? Because when you're talking finances, that's that's a scary subject for couples and whether you're married or not, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy subject. So how do you make them feel comfortable? Yeah, great question. So the first appointment I have with anybody, I call it a a one-on-one appointment. So it's an opportunity for me to ask them questions, find out who they are, why they're looking for a financial professional um, to help them. And so we don't dive real deep into their goals yet, because I do think that takes a little time to get them to really open up and tell me what they dream about. But the other thing is I, um, everything through, through the company that my license is parked with is based on education. So in that first appointment, I'm asking them questions to understand what they're looking for, um, to make sure that I'm a fit for that. Right. Because even as a financial professional, even though I do everything A to Z, 
um, when it comes to their personal finance, retirement savings, all of that, I may not be the best fit for them depending on their scenario. And so I want to make sure that I truly feel like I'm the best person to step up and lead them on their journey. And I want them to feel um, the same way. But in that appointment, I provide a little bit of financial education at a high level to give them an idea and a, a kind of a kind of a 10,000 foot level map view of here's here's where we're going to go. And here's the work I do. And here's why I do it. So I give them some information like, you know, 44% of Americans don't have $400 for an emergency if they needed it. And but in giving those, the other thing I do, Pearl, is I tell them my story. I tell them who I am. I tell them about the time I needed two, you know, two tires on my car as a single mom. I had just been laid off twice. I moved into a one-bedroom appointment with my apartment with my son. And um, I had to, you know, ask somebody that I was dating to help me with these two tires so I could get to work and pay my rent. And so when I go through statistics, when I go through examples, when I go through the categories that I'm going to educate and guide them on and putting together their financial plan, I tell them who I really am. You know, I tell them that I've struggled financially over the years because I want them to understand I'm just like them. You know, I might be a financial professional. I might have a professional license um, and to do the work I do, but I'm not any different than they are. You know, I've been married. I've been divorced. I've been a single parent. I've struggled financially. I've had to walk my son to school, you know, because my car wasn't working and I couldn't afford to fix it for a period of time. So my biggest thing in that first appointment is just to hear enough about them that I can create that connection. And in doing that is when they'll usually start to open up and I give love me the that. to talk about next steps from there. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really amazing because I remember when I did mortgages too, oftentimes, you know, I, you know, I, it's about building those relationships. And I remember I would be in meetings and I'd have co-loan officers that I work with who are going, oh, you should you should charge more you know, than that so you can make more money. And I look at them, I go, no, I'm building a relationship. So you know, when they want to go refinance or buy the next house, because they're going to go talk to their friend who's going to say, oh, I got that same rate for X amount of money. Then it's going to look like, well, I didn't care about them. Then I just cared about my pockets. You know, I was like, listen, I got to feed my family. I make sure what I do feeds my family and takes care of that. And at the same time, I'm building a relationship. I mean, I still, I've been out of the, I've been here in Florida for 17 years. I've been out of the mortgage industry probably 13 years. I still get old clients calling going, hey, who do you know? Who can I call yeah. here in Virginia, right? And so that's building those relationships. And like you said, that first meeting, just making them feel comfortable because it's a heavy subject and like meeting them where they're at and sharing our story. I mean, we all have a story to share. I mean, and that's why I always tell me, everybody has a book in them. They just don't realize it or they're scared to share that book because there's, you know, that fear again tells us, oh, they're going to think this about me or think that about me. Right. And so it's so powerful. And I'm, I'm glad that you that you do that. And and so tell us some of the financial planning that you help with, like what are some of the offerings and, and tools that you help your clients with? Yes. Yeah, so in, in the work that I do, you know, I guide my clients through several different areas of of finance in the process. But the biggest thing I'm looking for is I like to call it where they have holes in their boat. So if you're in a boat going across a lake or whatever, if you have cracks or holes in that boat, you're going to be scooping out water the whole time to get from one side to the other, right? So where are there cracks in the boat? And the way I find that out is when we move into the second appointment, I give my clients two challenges. Number one, I need you to bring all your numbers. 
you know, the best you can think of. And I give them a, you know, a checklist guide, bring these things if you have them for us to talk about. But most importantly, between now and that appointment, I want you to dream. And I want you to dream bigger than your current income. I want you to dream as if money was no object, right? I want to know those big audacious dreams that you have that you don't think you can accomplish. Because my job is to try and see if there's a way I can help you actually get there. And so when we move into that appointment, you know, that's where I find out where their holes are right? So we go through their goals first. I want to understand what's most important to them. And then we go through their actuals. What do they have coming in? What do they have going out? And figure out what their disposable income is or where they have opportunity to reallocate funds that maybe they're overspending or maybe they're, you know, maxing out their 401k, but they have the opportunity to kind of diversify and pull some of that money back to put somewhere else. So I'm working with them for everything from um, life insurance, college savings for kids, long-term retirement plan, long-term care, which a lot of people don't realize the need for that, uh, building wealth long-term, and then how to preserve that wealth and leave a legacy to their family as well. So um, I also have clients who need help with health insurance. So I'm able to help with that. It's outside my standard model, but I am able to help clients who do need that as well. Um, but I really focus first on identifying, you know, where are those holes? Do you not have an emergency fund um, for things that might pop up? Do you have children, but no college savings? Do you have a home and a family, but no life insurance? So those become the holes. And then based on what those holes are, we prioritize them because the number one thing is to make sure they have proper protection in place. And then we take each step from there. So it's not it's not an overnight transaction. It's not a one-time visit and all of a sudden they have a fully loaded financial plan. I'm looking to build a relationship long-term with my clients and take baby steps to get them where they need to be. And one of the biggest things we run into is we dissect their budget and where they're at or where they're not. There is always a time that I can either tell by their facial expression or they'll actually say, I'm not where I should be, or I could have done this better, or I should have done this sooner. And what I always tell my clients is, this is the last time with me, you get to beat yourself up about where you're not. Because what you're doing today is taking the most important step you can and is figuring out how to get where you want to be. So every step, every meeting we have from here on out is a step towards that ultimate reward um, or that place you're trying to to get to. So it's great. Let's have that conversation that helps me understand habits and, and activities I can help you work on. But we're not going to focus on that anymore. We're only focusing forward and we're going to celebrate each step of the way. And so that's the biggest thing is really finding out where they have holes um, in their financial plan, um, understanding what their highest priorities are, and then helping them to see that what they're doing now is all about celebrating each step forward. Because I think, you know, if I work with, you know, a business coach, they're going to do that same thing for me with my business. Where, where am I maybe falling short in different categories? Or if you're working with an, a counselor going through, you know, something difficult in your life, they're going to focus on where you need that healing or to fill those gaps. And so that's what I'm looking for with my clients is wherever it is along the way they need help giving them education. Because at the end of the day, I'm never going to tell a client what they should do. What I'm going to do is educate them so that they're confident making decisions about their financial future. I'm going to say, here are your options and they'll have the information they need 
to make a decision of where to go next. I I love that. That is so important. So those that are listening is that you're not going to tell them where they need to go. You're going to help guide them to help them see where it is they they feel they need to go. And you're going to help them put them those steps, like what steps to do first to get there. And I love that you call it filling up the holes in the boat because we all have, our boat is never always completely not bringing some sort of water on, you know, whatever that stuff is that's trying to get into our boat. It's there. So how do you, how do you fill that hole up? What steps do we need to do to do that? I love that visual that you shared with us because it's so important. And then I love that you said, you're not going to tell them, you're going to help them see because oftentimes like, as even in my world of coaching, I'll see that go, well, my coach said I should do this. I'm like, well, how did that make you feel? Why do you want to do it? I'm like, then why did you agree to do it? You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you, it's, you have to like, we have the, I always say we have the answers in our head, those coaches and people like yourself that are helping financial, you help us pull it out of us. And you also help us see, like, I know I do. And I hear it in you that we see that it's okay to be where we're at. If there's no shame in it. And I love that you said, okay, that's it. You get that one time and that's it. There's no shame in where you've come from. It's that right. those are life lessons that, you know, I always say that we've come into this world as, you know, God has created us in a certain way and he's going to give us challenges, but we're never alone. He's going to put people in front of us, including himself, to help guide us through whatever the challenges, whatever the rough has falling down the hill, climbing up the hill, whatever that is, we've, it, there's going to be people along the way to help us. And, you know, we have to have, you know, some people go, I don't ever need fun. My husband's an accountant and a CPA. He's like, I don't need an accountant and CPA. I am that. Okay, fine. But in other areas, he needs help. Like he started a business with our son. He needs help in understanding marketing and how that customer relation, because he's so analytical, he never had to do the customer service before. So he needs that guidance. And, you know, so I love that you share that. So this has been so much fun. I've had a blast. I cannot believe our time has flown by already. I so, know. I know. It's crazy. So tell everybody <laughs> where where can they find you? We're going to post and share. At, so the listeners that are listening, we'll, we'll when we, when we share this out, everything will be posted how to find you, but quickly tell the easiest way to find you while they're listening to you. So the easiest way to find me is probably on Facebook or Instagram. So on Facebook, it's Natalie McPhee Kime. And on Instagram, it's at Natty Kime. And that's where you're going to see videos, little tidbits of information, posts about financial tips and tricks, which I'm really trying to put out there this time of year to get ready for the new year. Um, but yeah, I would love if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I do have, I, I didn't mention real quick, I do have um, a book that I offer free to anybody that's interested. So if you want to reach out, I'll be happy to get your address and mail you one. It's a 45-minute read that gives you just an overview of the, the financial plan process. That's really great. I love that. All right. So everybody, make sure you grab that book. It's going to be a great resource. I love that. All right. So now I, everybody who's listening, I forewarned Natalie that we're going to do these cards. And so what we're going to do is Natalie's going to tell us when to stop shuffling the cards. And for anybody that's new, we have what's called Better Questions, Better Life cards. There's right here. And you go to betterquestionsbetterlife.com. I get no kickback for these cards. I just believe in these cards. They, when you pick a card, it's funny how it just, that's the card you need to hear that day. And so I'm, I met, I meditate, I journal, I just carry a card with me sometimes because it just felt like it heavy on my heart for that day. So we're going to shuffle these. Nally's going to tell me when to stop and then she's going to answer the card. So here we go, Nally. Okay. Stop. Okay. So, 
Ooh, so Natalie, your question is, how can you sharpen your focus? Ooh, how can I sharpen my focus? Um, I think one of the best ways I can sharpen my focus is continue to be a student of my craft first and foremost, so that I can make sure what I'm offering to my clients is the most update information, the most accurate information. But in addition to that, from a client perspective, I think I can best sharpen my focus by, by making sure I ask questions to understand the individual I'm meeting with. Um, I know one of the leaders in our company, I've heard at other places, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to spend twice as much time listening as we do talking. And so for me, I think sharpening my fo my focus with my clients would be about making sure I'm constantly focused on listening, hearing what's important to them, um, and connecting with that because I'm serving them before I'm ever serving myself. That is amazing. I love that. Just you know, listening more because we do, even as humans, we... I, you know, oftentimes we want to, I want to give you the answer while you're still looking for the question to come out of your mouth, right? So I love that you said that. So thank you so much for being on today with Conversations with Pearl. And those that are listening, I just want to remind you that we have our Shira League that meets every Sunday evening. You can come in for a guest appearance and just come and sit and join us. It's on, it's on Zoom. We don't record. It's a safe space for a community of women to get together and just share about what's bringing us joy. We're working on things like gratitude, especially right now through the holidays, like how you get through the holidays and, and manage all those emotions that come up and just have a great time with each other and just support one another. We have guest hosts that come in every month. In the month of December, we have Seth coming in and talking about the smile and how important it is to smile and have gratitude in our life. And of course, every month we have meditation as well. So if you want more information, just email me at pearl at wsliving.com. Again, it's pearl at wsliving.com. We'll get you that information. And before I let you go, I cannot get off here without telling you about our retreats. Our pajama retreat for, not, for 2023 only has eight spots left, you guys. So if you're ready to come and work on yourself and really live and dream relentlessly in 2023 and set up for 2024, you got to get your spot today. And that's so easy. You just go to wslivingretreats.com, wslivingretreats.com and get your ticket today. And so before I leave, Natalie, I just want to remind you and everybody that's listening is that we come into this world where this oyster on the outside, we're a little rough, but as we open up inside, we have this beautiful pearl. And I hope everybody goes out today and finds their inner pearl of greatness. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us, Natalie. Thank you. Stuck in a storm.